0: Hello, welcome back to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we're going to talk about Matthew's chapter 14. Matthew's chapter 14. Hey, thanks for re- returning to the podcast. Uh, before we get started, though, I'd just like to give you guys a little FYI, what, what, what happened to me. Um, the last couple of months, it seems like I've had a lot of difficulties with my health and then the dental problems and then the equipment failure. So it seems like I've been really reaching some people, some people have been finding understanding because the devils come after me and uh try to take me out uh first. it was with the uh, health issues and then I finally got the health issues under control and no longer feeling sick or anything and then it was uh right after that, I had dental issues <laughs> and that was uh, pretty painful if any if you guys had a toothache before and you know it's pretty painful. So yeah, I had a tooth that went bad on me, it had a big cavity, big hole in it. It was terrible. So uh, that took me out and I couldn't talk very much. And then when I had it uh, removed, it was swollen and had to wait for the the healing and all that. So that was that took up some time. And then uh, uh when I got ready to go and after all the health was issue problems were over and the dental problems were over. I was ready to get going and start uh doing the podcast again the computer that I used to do the podcasts with the video card went out on me. So that, that put me out. But at the same time, you know, I was uh, in the process of building another computer for another part of the house, and luckily I was able to finish that computer uh, and get that other podcast out uh, for you the other day, the one with uh, Cliff – talking about uh, how to maintain your sanity in the world. That's gone insane. That was actually a pretty good one. I like that one. So uh, now that we got the computer rebuilt, I got a new computer. It goes, I got a computer built. So now I can do the podcast and do the editing and all that. So I got that taken care of. Got the teeth taken care of. Got the health issues taken care of. So I shouldn't run into any more problems. But I, I just ask if you would pray for me that I don't run into any more problems and that I... I'm able to do these podcasts without running into any difficulties because like I said, when we start reaching people, the devil starts getting mad and they'll come after you. But like I said, the Lord fights for you, so you know, here I am. I'm back on the air. Okay, so before we get started, I'd like to say a little prayer. Lord, Father, please hear My prayer, please help us to truly understand the word, to let your word live in our hearts every day, to guide us and to comfort us, to redirect us, and to conform us into your son's image. All this I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so what we're going to do is start in chapter 14. This is, at this time, Herod the Tetrarch uh, heard of the fame of Jesus. Okay, Herod the Tetrarch is actually... Herod Antipas, most people call him Herod the Tetrarch, and that Tetrarch is actually a, gov- a title-like governor. And uh, he was one of four, so there was three other Tetrarchs in that region. Well, uh, Antipas, his region was uh, the province of Galilee and Pariah. And uh, Herod the Tetrarch, or Antipas, His dad was uh, Herod the Great, and he's the one uh, Jesus was born during his reign, and he ordered the massacre of the innocents. And uh, we're going to talk about John the Baptist. You remember, John the Baptist is the one who was sent before the Lord to prepare the way of the Lord, preaching in the wilderness, clothed in camel hair with a leather belt, eating wild honey and locusts, preaching repentance and confession of sin and baptism by water. And that's what this, uh, we're going to be talking about the beheading of John the Baptist and how uh, Herod, the Tetrarch or Antipas, he heard of the fame of Jesus and he sent a servant, he said to his servant, uh, This is John the Baptist. He's risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth in him. For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip. Wife, for John said to him it's not lawful for you to marry her because he married his brother's wife and it made uh, Antipas mad that John was bringing to death and telling him he couldn't have her uh, five and when he had would have put him to death he feared the multitude he wanted to put him to death but he feared the multitude because they counted John the Baptist as a prophet but when uh, Herod's birthday was kept, when they had his birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced before this uh, everybody at the party, and it pleased Herod, and he was drunk, drunk off uh, wine or whatever, and when you get plastered, you know you're always saying, "I'll do anything for you, I'll do you just tell me what you want I'll do." So yeah, he really liked the dance. he was really wasted on alcohol. And he says, Whereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatsoever she would ask. And she, being before instructed of her mother, she said, Give me John the Baptist's head in a charger. When that a charger is a platter. So she says, basically, Give me the head on a platter. And the king was sorry, sorry nev- nevertheless for oath's sake, and them which sat with him at meat, the people that were at the party. He commanded it to be given to her. So it kind of made him feel bad that, you know, he opened his mouth and said something he shouldn't have said. You know, I'll give you anything you want. He even promised her up to half his kingdom. But, you know, uh, his mother already told her what she wanted. And he sent and beheaded John the Baptist in prison. And his head was brought in on a charger and was given to the damsel. And she brought it to her mother and his disciples came and took up the body of John the Baptist and buried it, and went and told Jesus. Now when Jesus heard of it, he departed from there by ship, little boat in a desert in a, to a desert place. and the people had heard thereof, and they followed him on foot out of the cities. So the people heard that Jesus left and got on a little boat and went to an isolated place. and so the people followed. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion towards them. And he said, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, this is a desert place. And the time is now past. Send the multitude away that they may go into the village and buy them something to eat. But Jesus said to them, they need not depart. Give them something to eat. And they said to him, We have here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looked up to heaven. And he blessed and broke, the, and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. So he took the five loaves of bread. He looked up to heaven and he said, Father, bless this meal. As we should all ask God to bless our meal, and then He dispersed it out to His disciples so they can pass it out to the multitudes. Verse twenty. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. So they they picked up twelve full baskets of leftovers. Twenty one. And they had, and they that had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and children. 22, and immediately Jesus constrained his disciples, made his disciples to get into the little boat and to go before him to the other side while he sent the multitude away. So he said, you guys get in this little boat, you guys go to the other side, I'll be there in a few minutes, I'm going to tell to the multitude and I'll send them away. And when he had sent the multitude away... He went up into the mountain apart to pray. See, Jesus always prayed alone. And, you know, that's why he says, go into your private closet or your private place and and pray. Pray to him in private. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the little boat was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was blowing. So it was a real strong wind. And in the fourth watch of the evening, around 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, Is it a spirit? And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be you, bid me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter was came down out of the ship, jumped out of the little boat, and was on the water, walking, going to Jesus. And when he saw that the winds were boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. And he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. See, when you keep your eyes on Jesus, when you're focused on Jesus, you can do anything. There's nothing that can stop you. You can conquer any addiction. You can overcome any personal bad behavior that you have installed in your life with the power of Jesus. It's not you that has the ability to overcome these things in your life. It's you having the ability to allow Jesus to come into your life to conquer these things for you, keeping your eyes on Jesus, believing that he is the one that can clean you up. Because, look, you've tried to clean yourself up, and it didn't work. You always go back to your old self. Well, quit trying to clean yourself up, but allow Christ to come into your life to push those things out of your life because once Christ comes into your life and dwells in your heart, then those things that you did that were bad cannot stay in that same space. Good and evil cannot reside in the same space. But if you allow evil in your heart and you give hatred and unforgiveness in your lifestyle and leave that in your life, then a goodness is not going to come into your life because you're not allowing it. you're allowing hatred and evil and wickedness come into your life, and you you prepared a place for that you have to prepare a place for good to reside you know by doing good by allowing your mind to be changed by the Word of God when he says, "Do not do sexual immorality, you don't do that when he says, "Watch what the things that you say and the things that come out of your mouth, you do that. And by doing that, then you're, you're like fertilizing the ground, you're tilling the ground, you're preparing the ground for the good seed of faith. You know, and when that good seed of faith is installed in that good ground, that you then you're going to get deep roots into the faith and deep roots into the ground. You know, you're not going to be shallow rooted people. You know, your, your ground, your faith, your root, it's all the word of God. And reading the word of God every day is what, what makes that happen. And keeping your eyes on Jesus is reading the word of God. And, and with that, you can do anything. You know, but if you fail, guess what? Verse 31, Immediately Jesus reached forth his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh you of little phrase, wherefore do you doubt? See, Jesus will always be there to catch you you're always you're only going to fall as far as you want to fall but Jesus will always catch you. He will always be there to pick you up. He will always be there to pick you up and dust you up and say, "Don't worry. It's okay. Get on down the road. It, you know, you failed a little bit, but you you know, things happen in your life that cause you to fail. Because you keep looking at the world the world is not an answer to your problems. The world does not have the answer. Only Jesus has the answer to problems. Only Jesus will be there when you fall. 32. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. And then, uh, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of truth you are the Son of God. And they were gone over. They came into the land uh, And when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all the country round about and brought him all that were diseased, 36, they besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched were made perfectly whole. That area that he went to knew of his fame, knew that he was able to heal the people and take away diseases. And all they wanted to do was just touch the hem of his garment to be made whole. So faith was already installed. Faith doesn't come from us. We don't produce faith. Faith is not a product that human beings produce. Faith is an instrument of God, from God, by God, through God given by God. I mean faith is that seed, that seed of faith that I talk about that I just talked about. That comes from God. It's only one place that comes from. And in your your desire to read the Bible, your desire to go to church, your desire to walk in the light, your desire to do right, that is that seed of faith that resides in you. And the Holy Spirit is the is the binding down payment proof that you have salvation if you have love and understanding and forgiveness in your heart and you want to please god then that holy spirit dwells in you if you're just just doing this for show and you really don't care about anything then you're fooling yourself and you're living an empty wasteful life there's a better life for you down the road if you come to understanding that Jesus is the one who makes it possible for you to have salvation. Jesus is the one that makes it possible for, for you to overcome your shortcomings. It's Jesus' ability to overcome your addiction. But what make, what we, where we fall short is our inability to allow Jesus into our lives because we choose not to take in love, understanding, forgiveness, respect towards one another. We hang on to the other stuff, anger, hostility, uh, vengeance, you know, all that. Let that go. Because once you start letting those negative things go in your life and you start producing a positive place for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell in your life, a positive place for Jesus to come dwell with you, yeah, you will attract the Lord. The Lord will come to you, you know. But if you don't bring in goodness and live in the right way, you know, there's there's nothing in there for you because it's it's emptiness. It's the devil got you full, think you're living a good life. But if Jesus is not the main person in your life, the one you think about, the one you're trying to to live up to His expectations of you for you, that's where we that's where we're all headed to live up to our expectations that Jesus has set for us and. You know, when we come to our end of our life, we're all going to suffer loss because we're all we all fail short. We all fall short. But what's great about being a Christian is every day's a new day. Every day is a fresh start for you to start fresh. A brand new day. A bird sings a new song every day. And and don't forget that. You know, you don't you know have to throw it all away just because you messed up one day. No. Even an hour could be starting. You could start now. A new day, mid-half, a new day starts at noon. You know, it doesn't matter. When you ask for forgiveness and to get right with the Lord, you you he sets you right right there. So that's what's great about being a Christian. Okay, so right now i got the call to action. So sign up for the prayer list today so I can pray for you. And if you and let's see, sign up for the prayer list, and if you like a sticker, leave me an email with your mailing address. I'll send you a sticker. You can slap it on your car. People can see it. They can Google the podcast. You could share the word by just putting a sticker on your car. Okay, and I, I'd ask if you would start your own prayer list. Write up names of people you care about and you love and, and start praying for your friends and your family. Okay, I've also got the prayer of salvation for those of you who'd like to turn your life over to Christ and, and get away from your sinful life and start a new life. Like I said, and every day is a new day for a Christian. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me for my sins and wash me clean and give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so uh, I invite you to church on Facebook Live Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. And again, 6.30 Sunday night. And again, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. If you do come, would you put it in the comment section that you're from the podcast? Okay, I'm asking if you'd like to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church. There is now a donate link on the website, to godspathwaytolife.faith. And there is a clickable link in the detailed description box for this podcast. Check out the detailed description box for all links and email information. Okay, that's all I have for today. And remember say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.